Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and happy Mother's Day to all moms. And welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our May heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for a Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their family, and loved ones is currently available at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence and in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. This month's theme is World Greatest Moms, Living a Legacy of Love, a Mother's Day special edition. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guest for this morning is Robbie Mata. Robbie is the founder and CEO of Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs, a 501c3 nonprofit. She's also a best-selling author, speaker, mentor, connector, and recipient of the 2022 Global International Alliance Honorary Doctorate in Humanitarianism. Robbie lives, Robbie, Robbie lives with a simple yet very profound life philosophy. It is all about showing up and the power of asking. Robbie's life's journey also includes growing up in many foster homes, experiencing two divorces, and being a single mom raising three children while always pursuing a personal level of excellence that fuels her corporate leadership successes. She has contributed to thousands of men and women with diverse and influential career success stories as a mentor and connector. Over the years, many of them found her on Facebook to express their overwhelming gratitude for her outstanding mentorship. Due to her selfless work, Robbie has affectionately been referred to as the godmother of mothers. Her best-selling book, It's All About Showing Up, The Power Is In The Asking, is a compilation of compelling, empowering, and inspiring stories from successful women entrepreneurs who took action to excel and thrive. At 86 years young, Robbie is also the featured expert contributor for our Nana's Wisdom section of our May World Greatest Moms edition. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her amazing, insightful, and empowering story titled Mothers Are What Shape the World and Children, and It's Not Always an Easy Job. Robbie and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how it's all about showing up and the power is in the asking, which leads to personal success. Good morning, Robbie. Happy Mother's Day and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous <laughs> and I'm excited to be a guest on your show, Johnny. Well, thank you so much. It is a pleasure to have you with me. I want to thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to indulge us with some wonderful and exciting kitchen table <laughs> conversation. So let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick conversation, uh, introduction of your life from childhood to the present moment. Well, you know, one of the things I have always learned, your past has nothing to do with your future. So I grew mm-hmm. up in numerous foster homes. I was on my own at 14. I got my first job. and <clears throat> I went away from one of the foster homes, got a job in San Francisco. And then each job, you know, I would go in early at every job I ever had to learn more so I could move up the ladder. And it, that's kind of how my life was. Each job took me to another step up, and I learned more, and um, and I'm still learning. I think life is every day you need to learn to keep your mind happy and going and growing, and, and that's kind of who I am. Fascinating. That's really fascinating. When did you develop the attitude, I matter, as a child? Well, it was actually pretty late in life. I mean, I was... I guess I grew up with, you know, the like the hallmark that mm-hmm. I can take anything because someday I'm going to get married and live happily ever after. Because um, I was very shy as a child. But I think mm-hmm. when I got to be 14, I realized that if I wanted to have a life, it was totally up to me. So that's probably 
when it when I realized that I was the one to make things happen because I never had any mentors as a child. I never had a I never knew my father and my mother sometimes wanted me and sometimes didn't. So I never had anybody really directing me and it was really up to me to figure out just what I really wanted out of life. Right, right. I mean, because foster homes, uh, there's greatness in it, and at the same time, there's certain inconsistency because you really don't kind of develop that one-on-one connection, so to speak. So how did that attitude evolve, that I matter attitude evolve into courage over the years? Well, I think I always had courage. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I can't really tell you much uh, I don't have a lot of memories about my childhood, but mm-hmm. I know that I always had courage that whatever I, you know, whatever I had to do, I would do. And that from then on, I, you know, it was up to me. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I guess I developed, I don't know when I developed it, but I guess I always had it. <laughs> well, in and reading I your confidence. story. I always had confidence in myself. There you go. There you go. It's interesting because like, Somewhere along the line, it's like I have to take ownership of myself, I guess, for lack of a better term, and what I coined in my presentation as a bubble of quiet confidence. So obviously, in reading your story, it was very interesting where that courage soon got refined into that bubble of confidence as a young woman, and it was like no stopping you. Like, you know, you're heading north, or like the old, uh, during the, uh, the, the exploration of the West, you know, head west, young man. <laughs> Kind of thing. Well, it's kind of like when you're in an elevator on the main floor. In order to go up, mm-hmm. you got to press a button. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with life. If you want to move up, you got to press a button and learn and ask and just take action and you know. And that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. Were there people that you admired <laughs> while you were going through this process that you look up to in your journey as you discover your inner beauty of courage, strength, and confidence? Well, my very first mentor was uh, a job I had in Hawaii where I became the first director. I was 19, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was the director of, they called it personnel then. It's human resources now. Right. But his name was Henry J. Kaiser. He was 70 years old. He was Kaiser Aluminum, Kaiser Steel. He actually mm-hmm. owned the mm-hmm. hotel at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, taught, he gave me some great words. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Morning hours. Some great words of wisdom. So he was my first mentor. And my second mentor was when I, in 19, um, I think it was 75 to 80. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a direct, I was a deputy for a, a, uh, the liquidation bureau for the state insurance department in New York. And mm-hmm. the gentleman's name was Milt Kliegler. And mm-hmm. he was, he just, he taught me a lot. So really, those are the two. The rest, I think I'm self-taught. If I didn't know something, I read a book or right. I asked. Right, right, right. And along the way, what's interesting is because that mentorship came because they saw someone who is driven, basically. And not only that, what I see is the fact that you allow curiosity to lead your way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think every day is learning. I mean... Look at all the changes that have happened. <laughs> Several months ago, none of us even know what the word Zoom was. So we had to learn <laughs> because we know it's the new, you know, because it's a new buzzword or um, right, changing, right. changing our life to adjust to whatever we have to do. So I think life is learning. I always say life mm-hmm. 101 in the little red schoolhouse of life is learning every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating because... I'm looking at what you've written and the things that you have done. Was there ever you were in the mindset of a survival mode rather than saying, no, I want to make a difference. I matter. This is who I am. And I'm going to take, for the lack of a better term, the bull by the horn rather than, oh, no, I'm in that survival mode. I'm just living, so to speak. Well, in the beginning, I was very shy. So I felt Mm -hmm. like... All the jobs I had to be were like bookkeeping, you know, that's where I didn't. But then I learned that my greatest skills were dealing with people. But I think what really changed mm-hmm. my life to be able to reach out was in the, 
uh, in the 50s, I, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, working at an officer's club, and I asked this woman to teach me something, and she mm-hmm. looked at me and she said, I will not teach you or any woman. And that just blew me away because yeah. I never felt that we were in competition. I believe we complete each other. Mm-hmm. So from that day forward, I said that whatever I learned, I would spend the rest of my life sharing it with others. And that's exactly what I've done. Very, very interesting. That's really fascinating. I mean, that's noble of you to do that. What, when did you discover the power of showing up? Well, I guess I was always showing up. I mean, if I didn't mm-hmm. show up early, I couldn't learn. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't know what the word was or what it right. meant. But I, yeah. I think we have to show up in life every mm-hmm. day. We have to show up. We, we, you know, we're never guaranteed anything. So we have mm-hmm. to show up and we have to step out and we have to take chances. And we grow mm-hmm. from that. Donnie, very, you very know there are so many people that wait for perfect. <laughs> you and I know there is no perfect. You have to right. take action. What's interesting is that, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the uh, perfection is the sense of readiness. And guess what? We are never 100% ready because the unknown factor is the environment that we're going to go into. And when I explain it to people, like, say, for example, uh, like NASA going to the moon, for example, you know, you can. We got everything. We know everything that we need to do. We land on the moon. Uh, but who knows if that might be a solar wind. <laughs> how do you prepare that? That's true. Because you have to make on-the-spot decisions on how to react to such things. In my days, they were like comic books with all these uh, suits, space suits. And later yeah. on in life, they actually became the reality of the real spacesuits. So, you know, right. you don't dream and you need to dream. Don't think it's impossible. Because right. to me, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Well, circling back also, you were during the time that you were at your prime, so to speak, you're looking at situations where it's interesting when you mentioned a woman who is not willing to help you out. And that kind of put you on the spot. But then it's almost like you were working also in the man's world. And that's the time, the beginning of the time about women really starting to uh, grow. I mean, the, the, the presence of women in the workforce started to grow. It is. You know, well, back in my day, a lot of women were stabbing each other in the back. But, you know, I was mm. very lucky. I, yeah. I know my last few jobs in corporate, I didn't even have to fill out I'm an application. Like I was in mm-hmm. Houston and I got hired in New York and New York, I got hired in Washington. Mm-hmm. And then after I was hired, then they asked me for all that. I, mm-hmm. But I had built my, you know, you build your brand, you build who you are, you build your integrity and people will come to you. That's right. That's right. So true. That's very, very true. I'm glad you brought about that idea of authenticity and integrity and success and so forth. What's your take on that in terms of integrity and the blending of authenticity and integrity and success? Well, I think authenticity is be yourself. So many times people try to be what they think other people want them to be. When Mm -hmm. you're your unique self, people feel you. Remember, today's world is all about building relationships. And to me, integrity is, is uh, you know, being honest. Have, you know, have really strong principles. And, and I believe, uh, and to, if you say your, your, when you say something, it should be your bond, that people can trust whatever you're saying is really what you're going to do. So deliver results. And I... I just think success to me is our results in anything I do, but more importantly to me, results to me are if when I'm encouraging one of my members to do something and I see them achieve it, then that to me is great success because I know that in some little way I had a part to inspire them to take action and to step out. Very, very interesting. Why do you think people fail to show up? They're scared. <clears throat> and number one, 
they don't make commitments. They join things or they and they get up today and they say, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I have a better chance to do something else. I just think when you do, when, like uh, any, if you join any organization, you need to show up and, and, and be there. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Why join it if you're not going to have a commitment to something? So I find that a lot of it is lack of commitment or, you know, they just, Maybe they don't believe enough in themselves to know that uh, that it's the right thing to do. Because to me, showing up is like a treasure map. You never know what treasure you're going to find. And I can tell you, every time I show up, there is some treasure I find. Maybe somebody just asked me for something, and I didn't know somebody, and I show up, and there's that person. So you were lucky during the time that in the situation back then – it was the in-person networking versus now the dynamics have changed quite a bit. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, for me, <clears throat> for us, my network, when we, when COVID happened, we were a local California network. So, you know, we had to think. We had to learn Zoom. None of us knew what Zoom was. But going, being able to do Zoom made us immediately into global. We now have networks. In London, we have South Africa coming in. We have Canada. We have New York. And so this has given us a global effect. But most importantly, it's helped our members. I mean, we're still live and we're still Zoom. We have a combination of both. But our members now are getting to expand their minds and meet people from all over. Because if you have a product or service that you can do anywhere, stop thinking locally. Think globally. I think I lost you, Johnny. Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, The question is, how should people show up? Hello? Hello? Let's see here. Uh, let me Got get. Got a lot of these. Yeah. Together. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm back. I was. I was. Yeah, you're back, and I was. I was hearing you and, and so forth. So, <laughs> but no problem at all. No problem at all. Uh, the question is, how do people show up? Do you have a many, uh Do you have a recommendation for that? Oh, I do. I think here's a couple tips. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could first. You need to congratulate yourself when you show up, because that's something great. And always know that you're going to leave much happier than when you became, because you're going to meet the right person or you're going to learn mm-hmm. something. So right. the other, some of the other ways is there attend networking uh, events, be a mm-hmm. guest on podcasts like yours, radio and television show, and um, write a blog or be part of a blog. You know, you can just Google blogs and you'll find right, right. hundreds and hundreds of blogs that are always looking for somebody. Everybody's always saying they're going to write a book. You and I have heard that, Johnny. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I'm going to write a book. But then the, two years later, there's no book. So write a book. And I think mm-hmm. the first part is to um, get in a chapter because it's so much. That's what we, when we did the... Uh, all mm-hmm. about showing up, the powers in the asking book with the 46 people, uh, uh, 85% of those people had never been written a book or written mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, several of them have already gone on and done their own books now because of that. Mm-hmm. Go live on Facebook. You know, um, everybody's right. got a story. Um, and, you know, help other people. Be there. for you know, it, When you show up at events, it's not about you. It's about how can you help others. And from that, it will come back to you in a hundred ways or even more. You hit it right on the nose because I believe, and I tell people this, the number one thing you can do first thing in the morning is, if, and this is whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship, right? If it's a personal relationship, ask your spouse, your significant other, how can I contribute to your happiness? 
And, you know, a lot of times when I speak about this in keynote, everybody starts laughing because, you know, people will be thinking, you know, the, uh, the, the sexual side of the equation. I said, no, no, take that up because you'll be surprised at what you can do because you're honestly, sincerely trying to contribute to that person's happiness. And then likewise, in a uh, work setting to whereby if you come in, and especially in a position of leadership, and if you come in and you ask the people that are working with you, and some people say like to use the word for you, which is fine, but I'd rather use with you, that how can I contribute to your success today? And That's that true. changes the dynamics. Right, it sure does. And some of the other thing is, you know, a lot of people don't like to ask. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. in you know, years ago we were taught, you know, help everybody, never – Never tell people about yourself. So you, right. I think you have a lot of people. You have to start small. I mean, it right. was hard for me to ask because I'm a helper. Until right. one day, somebody said to me, "Robbie, you love. Doesn't it make you happy when you help people?" I said, "Oh my God, it makes my heart go." <laughs> and they said, "Well, why are you being selfish and not let us help you?" Mm-hmm. And I had to stand mm-hmm. back and think, "Oh my God, they're right." So mm-hmm. I think for people who have a problem. To start small, first know mm-hmm. what it is you want, define mm-hmm. the problem, be selective mm-hmm. and targeted about who you ask, mm-hmm. and be specific, you know, um, and be direct. Um, right. And, and I think a lot of in other ways is to find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Mentors are really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. The, that you hit around a nose in the sense that sometimes, you know, coming back to what we talk about you know, earlier in terms of showing up, uh, people have the mindset of what can I get when they go to networking. And that's the wrong hat to put on because then it's all about you. You have to look through the lens of what I coin as the lens of love. It's about the other person. It's not about you anymore. And when you contribute, like you said, when you contribute to someone's success or uh, happiness, in my case, that will that that energy will ripple back towards you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I think they have to remember we do not compete; we complete right. each other. Right, right, right. So true, so true. By the way, you're listening to from my mama's kitchen talk radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher's Radio, Blueberry Podcasting. Tune in radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our heart centered and passion driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationforbetterliving.com. This month's theme is World Greatest Moms Living a Legacy of Love, a Mother's Day special edition. My guest for this morning is Robbie Mata. Robbie is the founder and CEO of. Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs, a 501c3 nonprofit. She's also a best-selling author, speaker, mentor, connector, and recipient of the 2022 Global International Alliance Honorary Doctorate in Humanitarianism. Robbie's life, Robbie lives with a simple yet very profound philosophy. It is all about showing up and the power of asking. At 86 years young, Robbie is also the featured expert contributor for our Nana's Wisdom section of our May World Greatest Moms edition. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her amazing, insightful, and empowering story titled Mothers of What Shaped the World and Children, and It's Not Always an Easy Job. We're having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey, and it's all about showing up and the power in, in the asking which leads to personal success. Robbie, do you have a, expect a sort of a, a layout for what asking is all about? In other words, an asking plan. Well, I think, first of all, whoever is asking has to know exactly what they want, not, mm-hmm. um, not just be general. You mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of times when people are doing their 30-second commercial, uh, like if they're at an event, they think when they say what they do that people know exactly what they want. They don't. You right. need to, so what I tell people, when you're doing that commercial, at the end you should say, and how you can help me is. 
mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. you know it, it could be just maybe you know somebody that I and I have I could probably write five books on <laughs> stories that have come back to me when people have learned to ask. Right. Right, right. So true. That's part of the conversation because the concept of networking is me getting to know you and who you are. And then obviously, and by outright, uh, you may not need anything today, but that's why that's you, right. you, you tell me who you are and I can see whether, well, since you know this, uh, can you help me with this? <laughs> Well, I think one of the things I want to say is that your magazine is amazing. So, oh, you know, thank you. Um, uh, how did you get the idea to do that? The, I felt there was a void in the, uh, you know, in, in the system in itself because uh, I've always – my life's journey had included nine moms, and uh, it's been such a wonderful, wonderful experience that I went through and that I realized that personal success begins at home. And so now during everything that's going on with COVID and so forth, and then having said that, uh, like you mentioned, the dynamics have changed. Uh, We have more working moms. We have mom entrepreneurs. We have people that are challenged in so many different ways. Uh, You know, the, uh, now you have, uh, both parents working, right, versus just the mom staying at home and so forth. And, and you always have a, a wonderful blend of all those. But having said that, the actual role of a mom as the CEO, in, if not the CEO of the family, has never changed. And then guess what? We have the opportunity at home. Personal success begins at home. Is how you create that environment that produces the children, uh, you know, for their success, basically, that ripple effect. And so – that's how the Inspirations for Better Living came about in terms of how can we help moms uh, to build a better future for themselves, their families, and their loved ones. Wow, that's great. Great. I mean, it's, it's first class, and it, it has a lot of great lessons that everybody can, and tips in it that moms and everybody could learn from. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and especially even like in your case, you are our contributor for the Nana's Wisdom, and what's, ama- what's amazing about it, it's about real-life situations. People want to hear real-life stories. They don't want to hear about Johnny reading so-and-so's book and giving advice, oh, you know, based on Chapter 5, Paragraph 13, <laughs> this is what you need to do. They can Google that. They want to hear real-life stories from real-life people that they can resonate with, like, oh, my gosh, I'm currently going through this. Oh, I used to. So I'm so glad that somebody else is making it, and I know I can make it. And beautifully enough, I've been very fortunate to have encountered wonderful uh, men and women that were willing to contribute their expertise in the various sections of the magazine and making it fun so to speak you know and just very very engaging in helping the mothers uh, move forward with their life with uh, a wonderful dose of inspiration every day and that's the entire concept of the magazine (laughs) it's about them not me (laughs) i think that's really true your story or can help somebody else because a lot of times people think oh you know i'm going to get through this i'm going to and then they read the story and they say, oh, my gosh, I'm mm-hmm. not alone. Somebody else, look how they got through it. I can, like you said, mm-hmm. I can do it, you know. So I mm-hmm. love that part of it because we're yeah, all, it's, we can all be inspiration to someone else. Right, right. And, and that brings me back to the interesting part about it because the initial action is doesn't asking show our weaknesses. You see, and, and especially when the answer you're anticipating, you're not getting. So how do you handle something like that? Well, I don't think it shows weakness. I should think <laughs> it shows strength. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, because, um, because uh, uh, someone else, and you give mm-hmm. them the opportunity to help you. People do like to help one another. Right. They really right. do. They're not going to stand back and just say, can I help you? When they hear what you need, then they'll step forward. I mean, mm-hmm. I have 
I had one member one time who wasn't really sure about it, but she wanted to get some, her husband and her were really good friends with a, 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 a very famous uh, um, entertainer from Canada. And he was mm-hmm. going to perform in Los Angeles. And the only way she could get a t- ticket was you had to have an American Express. She didn't have it. So she stood up mm-hmm. in a, one of my meetings and said, Robbie said, this works. I need to buy tickets. I have the money, but I don't have an American Express. Four girls raised their hand immediately. <laughs> yeah. Had their yeah. car. So, you know, right. had she not asked that, she would have never gotten the ticket. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's something as simple as that. Uh, recently, mm-hmm. one of my members in New York said uh, she got on. She said, I went one time to Tyler Perry's Chicago. I want to be in one of his movies. <laughs> I've got a script. She got kicked out. But she, yeah. on that call, she said, I want to meet Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. One of the girls, there were two girls on there that have friends that are personal friends with him. So they're mm-hmm. going to make it happen. If she hadn't mm-hmm. asked, that wouldn't happen. Right, 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 right. So true. And the most important thing, the underlying energy about this asking is also your authenticity. Again, if it's all about me, 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 people can read that. Um, I guess I'm just going to use the word shallow. I know, I, I believe you know what I'm talking about. You know, right. it's like, <laughs> and to me, that's a turnoff. I agree. Well, a lot of times they're scared to ask for fear of no. So here's my theory for that. Yeah. If you get a no, you could say why not or ask right. somebody else. Right, right, right. And you, you're right about that in the sense that they may say no because they don't know. They will pass you along to somebody else. What I've encountered, I think, over the years, whether you know, in person or through Zoom and so forth, there are a lot of people that say, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. But then... I, I hear what people say, but what their actions are totally different. So okay. I, and being in the, you know, I, I do ballroom dancing, so to speak. Yeah, I'll dance with you one time, but that doesn't mean, you know, that, but the dance is two hours long, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I'll be dancing with you the whole <laughs> two hours, so to right. speak. Right. <laughs> uh, how do the men and women overcome that stigma because uh, some of them, they don't know any better. And then, but some of them are in that mode. You know, it's about me, even though it's supposed to be about you, right? But it's always about me. Well, I think you, you, they have to surround themselves with positive people who mm-hmm. will teach them that the way they're thinking is not the right thinking, that it's, you know, together we can do more. So when you right. help each other, it's mm-hmm. just a better thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. In the pursuit of success, which comes first, showing up or asking? Well, number one, you can't ask if you don't show up someplace, whether it's online, on the telephone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't talk to yourself, so you need to be around <laughs> people. Right. So I think right. they go together. I mean, you know, I believe they go together. And okay. you know, like I said, you have to do your homework on asking. Mm-hmm. You don't, and every you could go to five different things in a week, and each one has different types of people where you might have a different ask. Like, like for right. example, I'm looking for a, a hedger. So last night I was at karaoke, and I asked a girl that no, you know, she's connected with everybody, and I said, yeah. if you haven't know anybody that has a hedger, I want to buy it. She said, oh yeah, yeah. I can find it for you. Yeah. Now, if I had yeah. asked, I'd still be looking. I don't <laughs> want to buy a new one because I don't need it that much. I want one that that's maybe right. somebody doesn't need anymore. Right. So, right. so true. So that's, hey, Robbie, I mean, it's so you can ask for everything. Precisely. I, you know, the, let me tell you my funny story. Mm-hmm. One of the things, yeah, yeah. one time, everybody said, you're always making us ask. You never ask. So <laughs> 12 years, well, now it's 13 years ago. They, yeah. I said, okay, I want a white Maltese female status. Two days later, one of my members called me. She said, I'm going to a divorce, and I have that dog. And she gave it to me. And I had the dog for 12 years. She died in November in my arms. But Mm -hmm. if I'd never asked, I would have never had 12 years of joy with that little dog named Majesty who was so wonderful. Right, 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 right. That's so true. That's that's very, very true. I think that the challenge is 
just you have really obvious, and this is the interesting part though, because you are the head of your organization, you have created uh, an environment where like-minded people are together. So they are genuinely wanting to help one another versus some other organizations perhaps or other networking, I guess, let me put it this way, meaning not necessarily organization, where the, like you and I, like say, we've been around the block. So we encountered people, like you say, uh, I'll help you if there's something in for me kind of attitude. Or like you say, yeah. You know, I'm coming in. All I ask, what all I'm doing is I ask, 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 ask. <laughs> right. Am I one out there? So how do we, and again, some of it, like you say, this individual don't even realize they're doing that. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that the fact that they need some mentoring. Because when we're in a right. panic uh, mode, we fail to see that, we can actually, you know, it's like in dancing, like I say, you know, there is a lead and follow, uh, even though they say the man leads gender neutral, yeah, but technically, you know, like, well, the man always leads, the woman follow, but I said, no, it's not true. True dancing is whoever steps forward leads. And then it opens their eyes and say, oh, my God, really? I said, yeah, trust me. Whoever steps forward leads. Whoever steps backwards follow. <laughs> Well, I know, I know. Um, one of the things we're like a sisterhood. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're very different. I mean, even my members tell me that we yeah. come together as one. Like, yes, I started the network, but it's not my network. It's our network. Right. Um, right. Together, you know. I mean, we're open for ideas. Nothing is cut in stone. Uh, one of the things that I've started to implement is that I call three people every week. Mm-hmm. I call uh, three, new, three new members and three that have been members to find out do they have any ideas, how is it going for them, and the three new members I call to learn about them. So, That's it, I mean, it's about, you know, it's about together. Think right. about together. What, how can we together make the world mm-hmm. a better place? You know, mm-hmm. how we, and, 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 I, and I have no problem, like, if I see somebody, one of my members, that it's, uh, for instance, she's such a perspect, you know, per, perfect, she wants everything perfect, and she's not taking action. I tell right. her, I say, in mm-hmm. order for you to be a success, you've got to take action. You know, right. it's like when you go, go into the ocean, you take little steps, you touch the water, is it cold, and you go back, and then you go right. back in again. Well, that's life. You take those little steps. At right. each time, you can take bigger steps. Right. And in all fairness, this is very, very interesting. Generationally, the concept of networking has changed because back, not as again, it's not right or wrong, but it just is. Uh, now, people want to see the vulnerable side of you because they, that is you. Because back then... People always say, no, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. You got to be that sharp, astute, da, 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 da. Now, actually, that is a turnoff. People want to see the real you because that's who they are. And that's how they connect at that level. Well, you remember years ago, you, would, it was, you were told, don't leave before you get the sale. Now, right. it's, don't worry about the sale. Build the re- re- as a relationship. The, you know, relationships, and the sale mm-hmm. will come. Precisely. But before, Precisely. do not leave until you have a signed document. Well, that Precisely. doesn't work. I don't like to be pressured. <laughs> I want to. And, feel, I will buy from people I like. It doesn't matter about the price or the product. If I care about that person, I want to support them. So true. I've always mentioned the fact that we are in the people business. Now, I'm not saying that product don't sell itself because of the, necess- the necessity of certain products. But in the end, it's not about the price. It's about the people, the relationship. People buy from people. That's true. I totally agree. And by the way, did you apply the mantra showing up and asking in raising your three children? In doing what? In raising your three children. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I did. And my three children are very successful today because mm-hmm. I told them, you know, you can be whatever you want to be, but whatever you want to you be, be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Did you also, I presume, use the same mantra uh, technique and concept with your grandchildren, kind of giving them I a do, head start, my, so to because, speak? Well, because my children were so versed on it, they themselves mm-hmm. bring it to the, their children. But I do, right. you know, like I believe anybody, whatever you, you know, whatever you believe in, in your mind, you can achieve. People need to remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tant, your host. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. This month's theme is World Greatest Moms, Living a Legacy of Love, a Mother's Day Special Edition. My guest for this morning is Robbie Mata. Robbie is the founder and CEO of Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs, a 501c3 nonprofit. She's also a best-selling author, speaker, mentor, connector, and recipient of the 2022 Global International Alliance Honorary Doctorate in Humanitarianism. Robbie lives with a simple yet very profound life philosophy. It is all about showing and the power of asking. At 86 years young, Robbie is also the featured expert contributor for our Nana's Wisdom section of our May's World Greatest Moms edition. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her amazing, insightful, and empowering story titled Mothers of What Shaped the World and Children, and It's Not Always an Easy Job. We're having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how it's all about showing up and the power is in the asking, which leads to personal success. Robbie, please tell us about your wonderful organization, the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. Uh, It is a 501c3 nonprofit. We are global, and our mission is to empower, inspire, mentor, educate, and connect women so they become successful entrepreneurs and enjoy fulfilling, productive, and abundant life. And that's really, we're just there. We're their cheerleaders. We're their friends. We inspire, mentor. I mean, it's, we're just there for them. You know, everybody needs somebody to be there for them. And our membership is so cheap. It's only $50 a year. Wow, that's wonderful. And you mentioned that And we've you... even had a few men join who support women. <laughs> One of my networks in uh, in, they, in uh, Palm Springs, she has three men that are members, and she calls them her ambassadors because they do a lot. Yes, yes. That's fascinating. That's really wonderful. I knew this came about from the fact that you were involved in another organization and you saw the need for such a support, I guess, group and organization for help to help women. How does that, you know, looking back, how do you feel about the accomplishments that you all have done thus far? Oh, I think it's been great. I was with the NAFI, which stands for the National Association of Female Executives, for 29 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, then after, when COVID happened, NAFI decided they didn't want to have networks anymore. They're go- they were going in a whole di- different direction for diversity. So that's when I decided to start my own nonprofit because I felt like we still needed that. We still needed women. We needed the network for women to come together. And mm-hmm. I probably in my lifetime have interacted with over 10,000 women. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen them grow. I've seen them write books. I've seen them do things they said they couldn't do. So, you know, you have to – it's needed out there. Women need women. They need to be around positive people. Sometimes mm-hmm. in their own families, you know, they come up with an idea and somebody says, oh, that's a dumb idea. There's no dumb ideas. It's all a matter of finding. You and I both know that. Right, right, right. So true. Well, when you are in an organization like yours that really focuses on authenticity, integrity, and success – 
then you are in the right mindset in terms of personal growth. And I'm sure the people that are not in that mindset will find that the organization is not for them. And that's good because now you have an organization that truly believe in genuine, uh, you know, approach of helping people versus, you know, it's all about me. And that's a big difference, I find. Right, it is. We seem to draw the right kind of people. Once in a while you get those that just want to come in and give out their business cards and try to get, you know, they think they walk in and they can sell something. But then right. they learn. They learn that it does, that's not what the world is today. That's the correct. world is very different, and we must change to adapt to care about others. Right, right. So true. Do you have any advice for someone who is kind of tittering, who is just starting out as an entrepreneur, but it's very sort of clear-cut in the sense that, you know, oh, my gosh, I need to have, I need to have this knowledge, that knowledge, and that knowledge. Like you say, uh, before you know it, I got to be perfect before I venture out. What are your advice for someone like that? Well, I'd say there is no perfect. But the, the, the <laughs> other thing I would say is to seek people that are doing the same kind of work you are. Because mm-hmm. even, you know, nobody can have everybody in the world as their client. I mean, mm-hmm. it used to be nobody talked to each other if you were selling the same thing. But the world has changed. So you can actually learn from those people that are doing what you want to do. Right. Um, maybe mistakes that they've made and, you, and how they got through them. And you won't make those things. You'll make other mistakes, but it, your journey will be so much faster. Don't try to do it all alone. You know, right. that was the, right. the, the thing a lot of people make a mistake. When they start a business, they think they have to do everything alone. You know, right. you could maybe find somebody who has a skill that you don't have. You have a skill they don't have, and you come together as, you know, help each other. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. also find uh, interns who want to get the experience. Mm-hmm. So th- that's when the ask comes in. Figure out what stops trying to be everything yourself. It doesn't work. Right, right. And I would throw in also a lot of times right now, yes, we all learn, for like a better term here, the 26 alphabets. But guess what? We all rearrange it a little bit different. So by definition, the intellectual property is you. It doesn't matter if somebody else tried to copy you because they, never, they will never be you because you right. can deliver in your unique, special way that is actually what makes it different. I totally agree. You, you bring you into whatever you do, and that's, I think that's a wonderful trait. But that's mm-hmm. when you have to be the authentic you and not that's try right. to be what you think somebody else wants you to be. Precisely. And it's very, very important. I mean, my Southern Bell mom years ago taught me, you know, Johnny, your charm may open doors, but it's your integrity that keeps the door open. <laughs> and, I totally uh, agree with you. <laughs> and it makes a big difference. And, and that's where that in itself is empowering myself in terms of, I mean, I don't share everything when I, you know, when I partner with people, but, but in the sense that, yeah, because I'm not afraid, uh, and, and believe it or not, I have encountered people who kind of copied my stuff, but that's okay. They're not me. They can never deliver right. the product as I can, and that's right. The absolutely, because you're you're your authentic self. You precisely what you, what you say, you deliver, and people know that, and that's very important. Right, right, so true. Please tell us about your latest book, How to Rise Up and Achieve, and Achieve is in basically an acronym. Right. It was funny how that came about. I had to, I spoke for a chamber of commerce, and they gave us each a word, and my word was mm-hmm. achieve. And, I, you know, I've been in 36 books and chapters, but I've never written a book, my own book. Mm-hmm. So I made a pact that I was going to write this book on March 8th, International Women's Day, which was my 86th birthday. And I was going mm-hmm. to take the word achieve and take each word and have a chapter and um and and to take and what I did with the word achieve is I took A for me was action, C was courage, H was H was humility, I was implement, 
E was enthusiasm, V was versatile, and E was engaged. So I took each of that in my talk and in my book, I actually took that word and wrote a chapter on what it meant to me and different Mm -hmm. steps. And then Mm -hmm. also included in the book, has it has tips on how to help you network better so that you can achieve faster and tips for showing up and asking. But it was funny because it wasn't planned to be a book. In the beginning, it was just a talk, and then one day one of my friends said, Robbie, that's the book. <laughs> so that's how the book came. But here, the funny story is two weeks before March 8th, I hadn't written a thing. So I ended mm. up having to write the book in two days, which I did. Because I'm one of these people, if I tell you I'm going to do something, <laughs> I do it. And I tell my members to do it. So I was sitting there and saying, oh, my God, I said I was going to do this, and I have to do it. And I did do it. It was <laughs> But it came out as an ebook, and right now we're working on making it a regular book. Right, yeah. It's an ebook That's on Amazon. Sure. Yeah, sure. but it's, uh, I would say within the next few weeks, it's going to be a regular book. Fantastic. So, having said that, having said that, where can someone go to buy your books, get more information about you and, ser- and your services, and keep up with your latest happenings? Uh, well, number one, you can buy my uh, the How to Show Up. Showing Up book on Amazon and the uh, e-book on Amazon. And the the first book is also available in Barnes & Noble, Walmart, bookstores all over the country. And as the Achieve book is just uh, e-book on Amazon right now. But um, And you can learn about me on RobbieMotter.com, but also you can learn about all the stuff we're doing uh, for the network on Global Society for FemaleEntrepreneurs.org. And, you know, one of the things I love is I love to have conversations with people. So anybody could call me. My number is 951-255-9200. I love learning about people, and I love connecting people. You know, when I meet them and I learn about who they are and what they're looking for, I probably know someone that I can connect them with. And I'm like you, Johnny. I really love Mm -hmm. to connect people because their success is our success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that because it brings me joy when I contribute to someone's happiness. Me too. Fills my heart. <laughs> what is next for you? Well, one of our goals this year, we're, we're, our membership is currently a little over 300. Our goal is to get to 1,000 by the mm-hmm. end of the year. Because mm-hmm. that's so many more people we can help. And I, I think it's right. doable. We're going to mm-hmm. get, anyway, like 800 to 1,000. But, you know, all, we just do it every day. We get new members every month. We're running about 12 to 18 new members a month. And um, we also retain the ones we have. So, right. uh, you know, and the main thing is we're there for them. That's, that's important to me. We have everything in place. When I'm not around, it'll keep going. Fantastic. That's part about living a legacy of love, Robbie. I mean, people ask me, says, well, what is From My Mama's Kitchen all about? And I mentioned to them, I said, well, it's not about me. And so in some ways, I have to be very careful on who I connect with and bring into the inner circle of From My Mama's Kitchen because it's bigger than right. Johnny Tan. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Johnny Tan. It's about... Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, at sort of a, its own institution because of the concept of personal success begins at home, the power of unconditional love, and that we all have that ability to really live and perform in our genius zone because our moms did that. And, and, I, and, say, and I say that respectfully, whether, you know, someone who has a mom or don't have a mom, or in this case, you know, I was adopted and you were, lived in foster families and so forth. But the role of mom, they, they love you the best way they know how. Let me put it this way. But in all actuality, we all have that geniuses within us. And so this is what it's all about. And so we have to protect that authentic integrity that's within it. Uh, but the other thing I want to say is that, you know, as I told you, I never, my mother wanted me sometime, but towards the end, my mm-hmm. mother was very ill. I quit a very big job in D.C. to come to California to take care of my mother. And I remember mm-hmm. even my older children said to me, Mom, why would you do that? She was never a mom or a grandmother. 
And what I said, she, I never had any brothers or sisters. I was the only child my mother ever had. She was my mother, whether she right. was a mother to me. She was still my mother, and I never regretted that. Right, right. And that's powerful because people don't realize that. Because when I tell people, I said, your mom loves you the best way she knows how. The question is, right. how do you, you know, let it flow back? Because now, somewhere along the line, you have to make a conscious choice on your own. How are you going to play that game? For, well, for I like think you have to forgive. You have to forgive yes. and understand that we don't know the reason why mm-hmm. they um, why they made the choices they did. But you, sure. you know, I believe that, and I would never change. I would never. My mother never told me she loved me, except mm-hmm. um, you know, towards the end you could feel that she really felt that what she did for me was the best she could do. Oh, yeah. And it was Oh, okay. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. I, I think a lot of times, because we have an idea, and this comes back to, forget about mom for a minute, you know, like our parents have an idea of what we should do when we were born. We have an idea of what we should do when we were born, and then somewhere along the line, God has an idea of what he wants or she wants you to do. <laughs> Yeah, and I think what's funny, I don't know about you, Johnny, but as I was raising my kids, they said, oh, you know, they they thought I was very strict. But when I, they got older, like in their mm-hmm. 30s, they mm-hmm. appreciated the, that I cared that much to care about them. Well, we all go through that process. Robbie, I can tell you this much. I mean, although I was adopted, I never felt adopted because my mom was always there, right? So in my book, I talk about we all go through as a child, you know, we go through the process of, you know, and moms as well, because mom goes through the the process of being a teacher, a coach, a counselor. And so we as kids uh, up to maybe puberty, you know, mom knows it all. And then once we hit puberty, I, I don't think so. I, I think mom doesn't know everything. I need to Google everything, especially these days, right? And then somewhere along the line, uh, or, or in this case, uh, in my, you know, in our case, you know, well, somewhere along the line, I know it all. And then when you hit right. 30, uh, maybe mom is right, you know, and then we hit somewhere right. out there, mom is definitely right. I can't believe this. <laughs> you know, that's true. I believe that. I've seen it in my own life. Yeah, yeah. And that's the fascinating, and that's and you never, the wonderful thing. And you never stop being a mom or dad, no matter how no. old the kids get. No, no, not at all, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, by the way, as we come close to the end of the hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to live a recipe for living for our listeners this morning? Would I? Uh, yeah, just keep mm-hmm. showing up, be true to yourself, be true to others. I always say the mouth says many things, but the eyes never lie. Powerful, very, very powerful. And that's the beauty of it because that is what people say. The eyes is the window to someone's soul. And also treat people like you'd like to be treated. Mm -hmm. And let Mm -hmm. your word be your bond and show up and ask. I mean, I think that's my theory. So true, so true. Robbie, thank you for the wonderful and beautiful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in three weeks, Wednesday morning, June 1st at 10 a.m. Central Time, U.S. My guest will be Judy Wilkins-Smith. Judy is the founder of System Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations. As a world-renowned systemic work and constellations expert, author, and motivational speaker, she offers guidance for shifting unconscious inherited patterns and transforming our relationship by working with hidden patterns and unconscious loyalty. Judy and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her newly released book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Robbie, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for the honor of being on your show. I loved it. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.